This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, our GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for our GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. The COVID-19, our coronavirus emergency, continues to influence our daily lives here in Louisiana and around the world. In fact, we are following the social distancing guidelines while recording this podcast. So everything will be done remotely for safety reasons. You may notice a little difference with the audio quality and some of the other features, but we have timely information that some of you or your loved ones may need. This type of emergency can take a toll on mental health. On this episode, we want to address some of the issues that could make you feel overwhelmed with stress, fear, and anxiety. Before we get started with our interview, we want to give you information on some of the resources already available during this emergency. If you are feeling overwhelmed because of the efforts to stop the spread of coronavirus, please call the 24-7 Keeping Calm Through COVID hotline. Trained, compassionate counselors are available to offer support and direct you to mental health and substance abuse counseling services. The number for the hotline is 866-310-7977. That's 866-310-7977. Dr. James Hussey is currently serving as medical director for the Louisiana Department of Health's Office of Behavioral Health. Formerly, Dr. Hussey served as the assistant secretary and medical director for the Office of Behavioral Health and the former behavioral health medical director for Louisiana Medicaid and is board certified in general psychiatry. He is the former director of Louisiana's Medicaid Applied Behavioral Analysis Program the former director of Charity Hospital's Crisis Intervention Unit, and former medical director for Southeast Louisiana Hospital and the Bogalusa Acute Unit. Dr. Hussey joins us now by phone, again, for safety reasons. Doctor, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. With the abundance of news, messaging, and social media, what coping strategies would you recommend to keep calm during COVID-19? Sure. Well, I think it's first... Uh, very important to know and understand that pretty much everybody, all people are affected by this outbreak and they'll experience, everybody will experience some kind of psychological or emotional distress. But there are certainly, you know, good reason to expect all this will improve over time. Uh, There's some really great general principles that we know can really help manage stress, keep people, you know, parents, their children much calmer. Uh, Some of these things might be things like talking, Uh, talking with friends, family, you know, faith-based leaders, people who understand and share, you know, what your experiences are, um, who can also benefit really from talking with you as well. So it's kind of both ways. Uh, I think the other important tip is movement. Uh, Moving is very important. Body movement really helps kind of get rid of a lot of that buildup of stress and stress hormones and helps use up some physical energy, can kind of help calm you. Uh, so I'd really recommend exercising at least once daily. And if you can't, you know, get it all done in one stretch, then do smaller uh, amounts of, of activity during the day. I try to exercise 10, 15 minutes, three or more times a day. Uh, walking and bike riding are great. Um, there can be meditative as well. Uh, I think breathing is very important. Breaths are critically important to managing stress. 
In fact, you know, breathing in a regular kind of deep way, taking deep breaths can actually induce something called a relaxation response. Uh, there's good research on that. So most people can really benefit from taking several deep breaths often throughout the day. Or if you want to, you can even try something I do, which is kind of a deep structured breathing that really helps move the stress out. Uh, and in, induce that sort of relaxation response. And that's like a four, seven, eight breathing technique, or some people do a five, five, five. So uh, on the four, seven, eight, for example, you take a deep breath in over a count of four. You count to yourself as you take a deep breath in over a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven. Then you breathe deeply out over a count of eight and repeat that like three or four times. You know, do that regularly during the day, and I think that really can help um, limit stress. Uh, some other things people do that I, that I do myself also is uh, music, you know, listening to music, play music, uh, particularly music that's tied to your breath or your heartbeat. That can be particularly soothing. Uh, create a, a playlist of some of your favorite tunes like that that can kind of help you uh, relax a little bit. I think it's also really important to talk about sleep. Make sure you get enough of it. Everybody should be getting at least eight hours of sleep a night. Don't shortcut that. Kids oftentimes need more, nine or 10 hours of sleep. Uh, and if you get good sleep, that not only helps you, you know, physically and stay awake, but it also helps your health and your immune system. So that's very important. I've personally benefited from some of those things because I've had a couple of days, you know, it's been a rough uh, stretch, you know, for our office for about a month now. And uh, but there were a couple of days where I was like, you know what, I just got to get out of the office for a minute. So I'll take a five or 10 minute walk just around the property sometimes. And, and it's amazing how that little bit of movement at the right time, you know, can just make you relax and, and kind of uh, de-stress a little bit. And the music thing, too, I've actually had to turn, you know, a lot of news stations off, like on the commute to the office and everything and, and maybe put on some music and and. I can even notice a difference on that day. So I'm still working on the sleep part, but I think that's great advice for everybody. Yeah, you know, talking about the walking, it, if you really want to do, do A plus on walking, um, then you sort of be mindful of your footsteps, right? You kind of pay attention to when each foot kind of strikes the ground and the other one comes off and you become mindful in your activity. Uh, and you also pay attention to the trees and the other positive imagery around you. You do that along with good breathing, that's really uh, layering on the good relaxation response techniques. So I think that's very helpful. But uh, I'd also say I'm a big nutrition person, and uh, I think it's really important to make sure you don't eat nothing but Doritos, Pringles, and pizza <laughs> during this time that, you know, you eat really healthy meals and try to get a lot of good, colorful fruits and vegetables in. Uh, both in meals and snacks, drink plenty of water. Again, all that stuff really helps the immune system. And just knowing you're doing that, I think, is helpful. At least it is for me. And you got to really limit alcohol, cigarettes, and caffeine, too. That that doesn't help stress, typically. Gotcha. So I'm definitely struggling in, in a few of those areas. So uh, definitely good advice, too. So the, the virus impacts a lot of people, and, and we're even seeing a difference with some of our first responders. We've heard reports of stress fatigue, uh, COVID-19 exposure, fears of exposure to family members, and, and even death. Uh, discuss strategies to help people in those particular fields and what support uh, they need to take care of themselves to continue the fight. Sure. Well, you know what you're talking about, some people call compassion fatigue, and that kind of thing uh, can affect 
everybody, whether you're, you're you know, a family member uh, or a first responder or a healthcare worker. So I think first thing it's important to realize, you know, if you're a healthcare worker or a first responder that, uh, you know, these people are really people from the general population. They're regular people. They have their own lives, their own stressors, their own, you know, family and financial, their own health concerns sometimes, and maybe even have their own history of trauma in the past. So when this kind of emergency comes up, it can really trigger a lot of extra feelings and stressors for them. So they need to be on the watch out in themselves and, and really in their coworkers for, you know, burnout and things like sadness and depression. Maybe they're not taking care of themselves as, as well. They might become isolated or kind of disconnected, kind of keeping to themselves. Uh, and interestingly, you know, sometimes people really separate themselves from their feelings and they sort of behave in a way that doesn't seem as sympathetic or is empathetic to other people. That's like a response to being stressed themselves. So, you know, those kind of things, dreading work, uh, dreading taking care of other people. Maybe you're caring for an elderly uh, person in your family and that can become a dread. Uh, that's part of the stress. Uh, and of course, you know, irritability, anger, blaming other people, flying off the handle, uh, not feeling like yourself. Uh, you mentioned sleeping before, trouble sleeping. Sometimes people won't eat as much, or maybe they'll eat more. So weight loss, weight gain. Uh, people can have problems making decisions, difficulty concentrating. Uh, so it's really important that you maintain a good uh, work-life uh, balance. But there are some you know, other tips, in addition to the ones I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, particularly for healthcare workers. Um, and I'd say even really for family members, develop a buddy system. So you know, find a coworker maybe a friend uh, or a family member. I know my, my wife calls her sister pretty regularly and talks to her. Check in, monitor each other, you know, share your experiences, maybe what you're doing to cope. And I do that really regularly. I set up times to check in on one another and, um, you know, see how you're doing. Uh, but make sure you find some time for yourself every day, particularly if you're a first responder or a healthcare worker, um, you know, I think that's really important. And, and don't forget those things I mentioned earlier about exercise, uh, you know, maintaining a healthy diet, sleep, uh, avoiding, you know, or limiting caffeine and alcohol, that sort of thing. Make sure you take breaks. That's also important. If it's okay, I want to take a second. We've mentioned the uh, Keeping Calm Through COVID hotline. I want to repeat that number one more time as we're talking about these things because people may hear the information you're giving us and realize, man, maybe this is something I need to talk to someone about. So that number again is 866-310-7977. That's the Keeping Calm Through COVID hotline, 866-310-7977. Please take advantage of this uh, resource. And, and, you know, there's a reason these types of resources came online very early. You know, we've seen uh, a number of safety measures put in place. Some are very difficult for many people to deal with, and and now they're even being ex extended in most cases. So uh, again, take advantage of that uh, as you're listening to this, and, and if it's something you think you could uh, benefit from. Now, social distancing can be hard, but cabin fever or relationships within the home can be strained during homeschool and teleworking. Uh, any ideas to help keep your home and relationships harmonious? 
Sure. I've kind of joked a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't say, but I, I practice sometimes spousal distancing. Uh, I try to give my wife some space. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at home. I'm working a lot. She's homeschooling. I think we're all there at this point. <laughs> She's homeschooling, uh, you know, our youngest son. And, and uh, that can be very stressful. So I think it's important, first of all, to acknowledge that, that everybody needs a little space. Everybody needs a little forgiveness. Uh, it's important, you know, to make sure that uh, you're sensitive to your, you know, spouses or your, you know, family's uh, needs and, and their stressors. Um, but I think one of the most important things you can do is take good care of yourself. You know, I think one of the things I really try to do is model this kind of behavior myself. I try to take care of myself. I try to make sure I wake up, you know, at, at a regular time. I go for a walk with my dog every morning. Uh, I enjoy that time. I'm mindful of it. I make sure I get good sleep. I make sure I'm eating well. So I'm doing that for myself, but I'm also doing it to kind of model for my family. Um, you know, I, I really try to get that exercise in. I try to take good, you know, time for myself to relax and breathe each day. And I encourage, you know, my, uh, my family, my wife, my kids to do the same thing. Uh, but again, just be understanding that during these times, you know, people, uh, can become more stressed and irritable. So be forgiving, be understanding of that. And, uh, you know, try to cut a little a little slack and give a little space. So I think uh, a lot of us, you know, that have children at home have a whole new respect now for our, our teachers across the state. So uh, definitely uh, good advice there on, on, on how to keep up with those things. Now, if you are feeling uh, overwhelmed due to isolation or, or social distancing, and, and even the disruption of your normal routine. Any advice on, on how to take a look at that and, and maybe make those adjustments that you need to make? Yeah, so again, I think, you know, uh, be mindful of the types of symptoms or behaviors you, you might have that show that you're stressed or your family members are in stress. And I think as much as possible, again, talk with other people. Uh, I mean, I really, at this point, seriously, I, I schedule uh, you know, talks and phone calls and texts so that I'm covering all of my friends and all my family and reaching out. I'm always thinking about who else maybe who I haven't talked to in a while that might be alone or might, you know, might be nice to touch base with. And I find that my whole network now is all activated. Everybody is texting and calling one another. Uh, and it's very good. It's very much a relief. Sometimes it's serious stuff and sometimes it's uh, fun and friendly stuff. Uh, it's all very helpful to kind of you know, uh, build that in, make it part of your schedule. Uh, so that, in addition, you know, to keeping those good routines for walking and sleeping and eating. Uh, if you got kids, make sure that they particularly, they're used to a schedule, right? They get up every day, they eat, they go to school, they have breaks, they have recess, whatever. Uh, make sure you can kind of build that in, you know, to their uh, regular day as well, especially meal times, play times, give them a break, uh, let them get outside, to the extent it's safe that you can do the social distancing. Um, and I think you mentioned it earlier. I think it's important to, to really avoid unhealthy media. Uh, you know, there's good information, for example, like the governor gives out, Dr. Bill Yu and others. Uh, that's great information. I think that's almost all you need. Um, uh, but just be careful about all the hype, uh, speculative media out there that can really, you know, play it up and, and hype it up. I think that's, that's not good to do. Yeah, it's so important uh, when we're dealing with any emergency to always make sure you're getting good, uh, you know, legitimate information because 
we see it all the time on our social media posts and everything. There's so much, you know, early on, there was so much fear about martial law and some of the other restrictions really, you know, clamping things down. And it was, it was really amazing to see how, how quickly, you know, that, that type of misinformation can spread uh, if you don't really tackle it head on. So definitely good advice as far as um, the information concerned. You know, the final thing we'd like to talk about, you mentioned maybe having a buddy system, having a spouse or a loved one or a friend that can look for potential signs that you may, uh, you know, have some problems developing. Uh, are there any signs you can recommend that we look for when when we're dealing with our loved ones or family members that uh, maybe we should, things we should look for to, to uh, that maybe could be a warning flag? Absolutely. You know, in any kind of crisis or disaster, you know, there, there are three or four major areas that people can look at uh, either in themselves or other people for signs or symptoms of, of stress. And for example, emotional and behavioral uh, are a couple of the areas. So, you know, look for anxiety, fearfulness, you know, depression, guilt, anger, some of those things I talked about earlier, uh, not caring about anything, feeling hopeless, feeling overwhelmed. Uh, I also mentioned, I think, some uh, difficulties sometimes people have with remembering things and concentrating, becoming confused, uh, difficulty making decisions. So those are a few of the emotional behavioral things. But some people also, uh, you can really see an increase or maybe a decrease in their usual energy or activity levels. Uh, you might see people wanting to lean a little bit more on alcohol or smoking more cigarettes or maybe even using some other drugs. That's never a good idea. Um, you know, having those outbursts, that more irritability with other people is a sign. Um, you know, crying frequently, worrying, uh, you know, kind of isolating, wanting to be alone. Uh, those are kind of telltale signs that somebody is not coping well, blaming other people for everything, um, difficulty getting help, uh, is another one I've seen quite a bit, actually, where sometimes when people are stressed and not feeling well, they say, oh, no, it's okay. I'm doing fine. And uh, I don't need any help. I'll do it myself. Um, you know, be careful. That can be a little bit of a sign or symptom. And, and don't forget about physical and body-related symptoms. And this is interesting because sometimes these things might even be confused with symptoms of the virus. Stomach mm -hmm. aches, diarrhea, um, you know, headaches, other pains. Uh, losing your appetite, have, actually sweating and chills. You forget about that. You know, when one of the real telltale signs of anxiety, signs of anxiety is sweats and shakes. Um, mm -hmm. So be mindful. That could be, uh, you know, a stress response and anxiety. Uh, so uh, I think it's important to, to recognize these things. Uh, these are normal, you know, responses to stress. But, uh, you know, I would think about seeking help uh, if these things become so great in, in the way you feel and behave every day that they become uncontrollable or overwhelming, you know, with overwhelming sadness or anger, hopelessness, uh, you know, if you really start having problems with sleep or appetite, you're losing weight or for that matter, gaining weight, you know, you just can't stop eating. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself withdrawing from your friends and your family and just not getting pleasure, not wanting to be around anybody, that, that might be a sign to start you know, thinking about talking to somebody for some help. Uh, of course, you know, if you get really super anxious and fearful, uh, if you start using drugs or drinking a lot of alcohol, uh, that that's really an important sign. Um, so be mindful of those. 
You kind of that kind of led in, into the final thing I wanted to talk to you about. Like, uh, you know, in in working over the past month, you know, you've seen, you know, maybe several of those factors, you know, at play, even with myself at times. So, um, but I guess if it gets to the point where it's so frequent, you can't really keep those problems under control. That's that's when you really need to seek uh, help. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, if you see a pattern, or maybe you know. Pay attention to what your family or friends say. They may notice it in you before you do. You might be the last to know. Mm. So, you know, if that comes up, uh, and of course, if you start feeling suicidal or that it's not worth it, uh, that's another good uh, trigger, you know, to seek some professional help. You know, I'm just reminded as you're talking that um, sometimes I recognize these things in myself when I'm doing my job. Um, You know, I might get a little queasiness in my stomach, a a little anxiety. That's a good trigger for me to get up and take a walk if I can, mm-hmm. you know, use some of those things, take, you know, do a little deep breathing. So it's not like it's just one pervasive sense of stress, but even moment to moment during the day, you might find yourself worrying or having these intrusive thoughts about things. That's a great time to kind of take a break, take some deep breaths, do that four, seven, eight breathing thing, or maybe just get up uh, and stretch, take a little walk around the house or your backyard or. Uh, that kind of thing, and and kind of blow off that steam, let that anxiety sort of roll out, and then get back to work. Great advice. And, you know, as we're recording this, it's early April, so the governor's kind of indicated we may start to see some, you know, numbers kind of trending in the right direction, but we have to keep this up. Uh, We have to keep the momentum going uh, until we definitely see, you know, those positive outcomes we're looking for. So that is great advice, doctor. Thank you so much for joining us today. And again, the number that's been set up to help deal with a lot of the issues he talked about today is the Keeping Calm During COVID-19. It's a hotline number. Uh, That number is, if I can find it here, 866-310-7977, 866-310-7977. Doctor, thank you again for the information you provided today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Now we'll move to the emergency resource segment for this episode. Governor John Bell Edwards' office now has a way for you to get important information related to the coronavirus fight directly to your phone. You can receive alerts by texting LACOVID to 67283. Again, that's LACOVID to the number 67283. Those updates will come directly from the governor's office, and we encourage everyone to sign up. Also, continue monitoring resources like emergency.la.gov and ldh.la.gov backslash coronavirus. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Dr. James Hussey for joining us on this episode. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned today. You can find more information on emergency management and emergency planning at getagameplan.org. We want to thank producer Troy Perez and Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at donatelifela.org.
They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. You can find out more on most of the topics we talked about today by following GoStep on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan, keep practicing social distancing, and on behalf of the staff at GoSEP, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.